Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Never Let Me Go? I am, because after all, we, we are the Watchers of Movies. Wow, that was really in tandem. Wow, that's crazy. So I have a surprise topic for you today. Yes. Okay, so my friend Amber... So, okay, so my friend Amber sent me a message today, and she made a list of movie questions that she wanted us both to answer. Oh, my God! And <laughs> it's exciting. really fun, I think. What I did okay. was, okay, so it's like it's like a bunch of prompts that are like getting to know you questions, but they're movie-related. Okay. And I glanced at them very briefly, because I wanted to be like, I, I wanted us both to sort of be thinking on the fly, you okay. know? Yeah, good, so, good plan. Um, so I was thinking maybe I could ask you a couple or today and then a couple next week and a couple because there's like okay twenty five of them so oh I, yeah that's we don't too have many time to go, to go through, through but I thought it was such a cool idea okay so, all right um okay so I'm just gonna start at number one and we'll do a few today and then you know yeah. Just yeah. Until the list runs out. So thank you, Amber. Yeah, that sounds exciting. It's exciting. So yeah. um, since I didn't read them, I'm just starting with one because I didn't prep. Okay. Because I didn't want to cheat. No, so, that's good. Okay. That's good. Number one is a movie that you love, even though it's in a genre you don't typically like. Oh my god. Um. Also, feel free to take as much time as you need because I can edit out all of our thinking. <laughs> that's true. So, I know. I'm like, yeah, that's why I I'm like trying to go through like a million different movies, and I'm like, I, I like a lot. Of, I guess it would probably be my f- well, my first thought was sci-fi, but I'm like, no, I like sci-fi. And then my second thought was rom-com, and then my third thought was. Um, while you were sleeping, but I know I like that movie. I wouldn't say I love it though. Um, oh my god, what is well? What's yours? Do you okay? A- I just thought of one. Okay, and I have to look up the title. So I love this movie. Um, uh, it's it's a movie like I guess I would say that my least favorite genre. It's not a genre that I necessarily dislike, but my least favorite is like. Um, live action movies geared for children because okay. I feel like that's the most l- uh, likely to just not, like you know have just you know things that I'm not gonna like really right. gravitate towards. But Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day is like oh, okay, two thumbs up. Is it? Yeah, I I I really like it. I had surgery like five years ago and I watched it twice and like the so my surgery was done and I went home and I was still on like anesthesia but I was waking up and so and I was at my mom's house and so I put the movie in because my mom owns it and then later in the day my brother's kids came over and they wanted to watch it so I watched it again with them. (laughs) So I recommend it to anybody. It's really good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Steve Carell. That's great. Huh. It's a great movie. It sounds like it might be fun. I would recommend it. Anyway. Um, I, I'm, i like, totally drawing a blank. You want to move on to the second one? And I can come sure, back to the first? Okay. okay. A movie that made you cry unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I guess I would say... Oh, well, I'm, like... 
oh my god this is like i'm just totally <laughs> like what is a movie i don't know any movies i'm like i don't i don't think i've ever seen a movie before <laughs> full metal jacket made me cry is that one was yours uh they're really mean to vincent d'onofrio's character at the beginning of the movie the drill sergeant is like really mean to him and he's after lights out he's crying in bed and it's a really sad 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 sound and um it made me tear up i wasn't like weeping but i was definitely i definitely teared up i would probably say i think the king's man actually yeah because i i guess it wasn't really like for what was happening and i don't want to spoil anything because it is such a recent movie but for what was happening in the film, it's understandable to cry, but I didn't, I would have never gone into that movie expecting that that was going to happen, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do one more and then circle um, back? Or do you want to circle back and try to think of one? I'm going to, okay, you know what? Actually, I think I'm going to say for the first one. So I just recently watched The Ballet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hulu. I didn't have a chance to watch it, so we couldn't talk, we can't talk about it yet, but. <laughs> we, okay. Um, all I'll say is it was so fucking cute, and I really, really, really liked it, like, a lot more than I expected it to, to. and uh, I wouldn't say that I really particularly love rom-coms, but I really liked this one. It was... That's a good answer. It was yeah. really it was really fun. It was, it was tropey, but in the best way. It was sure. well-written, yeah. you know, it was funny, it was clever, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I like that answer. And I'm still planning on watching it, but Good. I just haven't had time because, like, between recording, it was a very no, short I know, window. I know. This yeah, time, it was a really so. short window. Yeah. Do you want to like do days. another one? Or? Yeah. Would you want to do, like, five all together? Sure. Five. Okay. Okay. So, round number three. Okay. Your favorite So Bad It's Good movie? <laughs> Winter's Tale. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and can I have two? Do, yeah, do it. And Jupiter Ascending. Oh, boy. Those are so bad. <laughs> and I loved them, and I do not care. <laughs> like, Mine is, I recognize they're not great. I don't care. I love them. I love both of them. I love Lamp. Mine is um, uh, Chasing Liberty with Mandy <laughs> Moore and Matthew Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and, um, you had me watch that movie. Yeah? I did, and you made fun of it the whole time. And I, I thought did not make fun of you it the did. whole time. You did, and I thought, well, this was a bad idea. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I do really like it because it's like a European adventure and romance and people who are just naturally pretty and it's it's you know, nice watching so um, attractive and people it's, run it's, around. <laughs> it's got the like, element of the president's daughter on her own in Europe and you know secret service i don't know like anyway. a charming british guy yeah so that one's mine and it is so bad but i <laughs> i do really enjoy it okay okay a movie that you um uh, sorry a movie that you always associate with a loved one family friend partner oh ever after oh with my cousin laurel Oh really? Yeah, because Drew Barrymore's uh, she reminds me a lot of Laurel in that in that movie and this Aww. like it's kind of like a family thing too. Like whenever we watch it, we always go, oh, look, she looks like Laurel. So it's it's like a yeah, that's uh, really cute. Yeah, like a little emotional connection. I mean, obviously the the film is like fantastic, but I just it's like Laurel's one of my favorite people in the world. So it's like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is yours? Um, well. Pulp Fiction, I always associate with Mike. Mm -hmm. And um, Pulp Fiction, I had, like, 
the guts to ask him to the Founders movies. Like, the first time I asked him to go see a movie, because I knew he loved Pulp Fiction, and I was like, Pulp Fiction's playing tonight if you want to come. And that took, like... 100% of my courage. Oh. And now here we are. So uh-huh. I always associate it with him because I know he really likes it and it's a very clever movie. And It's a love story, baby. <laughs> just say yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Love it. <clears throat> a movie no one can convince you to watch. Now, this my answer to this one is recently changed. So um, I would say like The Human Centipede. <laughs> say that's probably yeah yeah any really anything that's like very like hostile like torture porny like no i don't i don't want to see gore i don't want to see that it's 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 too much i'm good thank you very much that's a good answer that's a good answer i I guess i would say harry potter like six (laughs) months ago i would have said harry potter with with like much conviction i would have said harry potter but now i have to think about (sighs) what so, ladies and gentlemen, My we know that every, everything can be changed. So, yes. if they say no, just keep asking. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no does not mean no in this case. Um, let me see. Uh, I have to think. A movie that no one can convince me to watch. Hmm. I know. That's a hard one. I mean, The Human Centipede is a good answer, but I want to. I want to, like... Right, because there's, there's definitely yeah. got to be others, you know. Like, I'm oh really, yeah, I'm really on the fence about Black Swan. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I want to watch it because I found Requiem for a Dream to be so disturbing. It's not, and there's it's nothing like Requiem for a Dream like, now, is though. The thing about like, like anything with body horror, kind of, I don't know, makes me nervous. And um, it's not really body horror. Maybe Mother. Maybe the movie Mother. Oh, yeah, that one. I don't think I don't think I ever really care about ever watching that one. That so. one is um, that is one that I would have a hard time recommending to most people. I would say about maybe one percent of the people I know I'd recommend it to because it's yeah, it's a it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's really intense and it's kind of gruesome. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably it. So that was five questions. Yeah. Should we do more? Do you want to do more? Do you want to do more? I do Are we do addicted? More. Are we addicted? I I'm cool do with more. doing more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So we're going on. We're moving on. We're moving forward. Number okay. six. A movie you try to convince everyone to watch. Oh, um, Elizabeth Town. Me too. I yeah. Think that's probably. I mean, I know that recently I said I didn't want to copy your answer, but I feel like. I I even had Mike watch it, you know. Did he like it? Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. And because um, I think it's uh, it's an unappreciated gem for yes. a lot. Yeah, it's and the sound of music for me as well. Oh, I love the sound I, of music. I try to get you know. I try to tell people like, no, throw away your preconceived notions of musicals. Right. This right. is a good one. But yeah. also, like, if you haven't seen the sound of music and you're in your thirties, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, my other one was gonna, I was going to say American Beauty, but I wouldn't say that everyone I convinced to see that. I would mm. say Elizabeth Town is more like a. I think like has a more like a wider mm-hmm. group of people, whereas American Beauty is more like. Well, I think that you might like this, yeah. but I don't know if you might like this. You know. Yeah. Storks also. Oh, I love storks. Storks. <laughs> I, love storks. I evangelized storks like. A lot of their profits came from me. Yeah. 
and if you haven't seen storks now because of you yeah if you haven't seen storks then what are you doing with your life yeah, especially the yeah. part with the wolves when they meet the baby it's every part it's yeah. so funny she tastes like flowers <laughs> okay are you ready uh, i'm ready this one, i think okay i just read it <laughs> your movie deal breaker so in my head i think that means like if somebody said oh i love this movie then you're like do i want to be friends with these people you know can i see an actor deal breaker instead sure okay so i was talking to this girl on uh bumble bff like during the pandemic and i was trying to make friends and she told me her favorite actor was ashton kutcher and i was like oh Mm. ashton kutcher okay (laughs) after that i like wow i think i kind of stopped talking to her there might have been more issues than that but i was like oh my god of all the actors in the world that's your favorite like i i'm not gonna tell you that you're wrong because in its opinion but you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't like get past (laughs) what about yours (laughs) um Oh, let me see. Movie oh, wait, I do have breaker. another one. Sure. I do have another one. Yeah. I've never seen this movie because of how awful it seems. But if someone said that one of their favorite films or they really like this film, a Serbian film, I'd go, okay, we're done. There's there's a guy who has sex with a baby in it. Ew. I know. You've seen this movie? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to because of that. Right. <laughs> it sounds really terrible. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. Um, I'm making a horrified face. A movie deal breaker. I don't know. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Maybe like uh, people who watch Hallmark movies seriously. (laughs) That's not really a deal breaker because you like them and we're still But I don't. You don't, don't watch, watch them, them seriously, you don't watch them though. Seriously. Yeah. No, I I just enjoy them for what they are. I recognize that they're not good okay. movies. So yeah, you're I'm not offended by that answer. Oh no, 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 okay. no. I'm, it's not like I'm like, oh my god, this is some of the best <laughs> written, best acted. Like, I have never seen anything this good in my life. You know, <laughs> like I'm not. Uh, maybe The Blind Side as well. Actually, really. You didn't like that one? I did not. And I'm sure I've talked about it plenty of times. Well, you don't like Sandy Bullock either. I don't like that movie. Yeah. Very specifically, I don't like that movie. So that might be Yeah. Okay, you want another one? Yeah. A movie you wish you could watch again for the first time. Oh, man. Elizabeth Town. Really? Yeah. That's good, yeah. I was going to say The Fellowship of the Ring. Or Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Or Batman Begins. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, The Dark Knight, I could say, but The Fellowship of the Ring for me, I've felt that multiple times. Have you? Yeah. Do you ever like show someone something and you're like, oh, man, I'm so jealous you get to watch this for the first Big time. time? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Okay. A movie you wish you could unsee Requiem for a Dream. The Devil's. <laughs> um, or, um, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> a movie I wish I could unsee. I'm trying to think. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> that's a joke. I'm kidding. I'm only saying Are this you? to tease you. I'm really, I really am kidding. Okay. I don't wish I could unsee Harry Potter. Um. I don't. That's a. 
I don't know if I've That's a good question because I don't know if I've ever felt like I wanted to unsee a movie. Like I've definitely been like, no, I don't want to ever see that again. But like, you know, I kind of feel like my answer is the same as yours: Requiem for a Dream, maybe. Yeah. But then I'm still like not on. I'm Holy st- Motors. I was kind of thinking that too, but then I was like, well, the thing is though, now I've seen Holy Motors and I can talk about it on Reddit a lot. And that's oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's giving you Reddit and, cred. And I don't regret watching Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls because I laughed for like the entire movie. So I thought it was funny. Um, yeah. I don't know if I really have an answer for that. I don't right. I, like right. if I think of one later, I'll let you know. But I don't. Yeah. I okay. don't think I have one. All right. Yeah. We're on number 10. You want to keep going? Yeah. Okay, Amber put a note on this one. So the question is, a movie you didn't like at first, but ended up really liking afterwards. And she said Drop Dead Gorgeous. And when her and I like initially saw Drop Dead Gorgeous, we were just like, man, that wasn't great. But then it became like, our f- like we watched it all the time and we would quote <laughs> it all the time together. And it's so great now. So I think that's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. And I tend to agree with her. I'm sure I have. I definitely have more. But I just wanted to say that Amber's answer was dropped at gorgeous. And I think that that's a really good answer because it's. It did not land well the first time uh, we saw it, but right, right, it got better. But anyway, I'm trying to think of my own. I think Reservoir Dogs is one for me. Um, I didn't really care about it the first time I saw it. I, I found it to be kind of like one note. And I think it was built up way too much. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I'm not so sure I care about this. But then Mike and I recently watched it. So I saw it for the second time. And I rather enjoyed watching the movie. I was like, mm. wow. And I think maybe because... Is that Tarantino? Yeah. And I think the difference is, you know where... It, when you know... When you know where a movie is going, it can alter your perspective. And Big I think time. that that is, was needed for Reservoir Dogs, for yeah. me. For me, that was Anka Jams. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a movie I didn't like and then I saw later and I liked it again. Or I liked it. I know there is one, but I cannot think of one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so whiny lately. What, Bear? What do you want? I can think of one I loved and then I saw it again and I didn't like it. Okay. I think that's the opposite. That's good. I like that. Fight Club. Oh, okay. Used to yeah. love Fight Club. Then I saw it recently and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I was like, this isn't good. This is really bad. Well, perspective's bad. It's just that I don't like, I cannot understand the fascination that I had with this movie when I originally saw it versus now. And you're right, perspectives do change and I've grown up a lot. But yeah, I guess that's kind of my reverse answer. Oh, that's good. I yeah. like that. So yeah. we've done 10 of them. Should we stop? I, what do you think? Um, I think we should stop for Okay, now. yeah. so we've done 10. Even though I would totally love to do more. I but. know, right? So, you want to talk about the movie? Sure. All right, I'll give a brief synopsis, because we always forget to do that. Oh, yeah, give a brief <laughs> synopsis, please. Okay, so it's about these three kids, uh, Kathy, Ruth, and Tommy, and they all are growing up in a place called Hailsham, which... Uh, is revealed to them by one of their teachers, Miss... Was it Miss Lucy? Miss Lucy. Yeah. Played by Sally Hawkins. I didn't even know that she was in this movie. And I got excited when I saw her and Charlotte Rampling because I was like, I love both of these women. <laughs> it was great. Um, it's revealed to them that they are basically there to be organ donors for 
whoever is there. What did they call them? Possibles, right? No, organ donors for everybody. Oh, organ. I thought it was the island. I thought they were clones. Yeah, they're clones, but they're organ donors for anybody. Oh, the island with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson is about being clones for specific like wealthy people. But Never Let Me Go is just donor children clones for clones for organ donation for everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they were looking for it. Like they wanted to see who they were cloned from. Like that was a big theme in the movie. But they're not. They were just organ donors for. Oh. whoever okay yeah apparently i didn't pick that up but uh and i read the book too so <laughs> i read the book like geez 10 years ago so yeah i read the book yeah. probably at least five years ago um and uh so uh, it's more from kathy's perspective and she's talking about how she grew she grew up and she started to become a carer which is basically a person that cares for these uh donate donatees donators donators whatever you get what i mean and yeah and her relationship with these these people that's pretty much it right yeah so so i have to know because you i thought you'd seen the movie i didn't I realize i thought seen. you read the book because i thought we both read the book and both seen the movie but um you had never seen the movie so what did you think i had never seen the movie i really liked it yeah i it, i was actually surprised at how much i liked it it was I thought it was a really, from what I remember of the book, I thought it was a really great adaptation of the book. I pretty much, oh, oh, I forgot what else. <laughs> Duh. I was saying that I know that Carrie Mulligan had convinced Keira Knightley to do this movie because Keira Knightley didn't want to, but oh, Carrie really? Mulligan wanted her to. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, so she convinced her to do it. So, and I think Keira Knightley did a great job and everything, um, but... I also feel like if you didn't want to do a movie, maybe like your heart wasn't a hundred percent in it, even though you're a professional actress and you do the best that you can. You know what I mean? And I think that was that's maybe my only like thing. But you didn't think she did very good? Is that what you're no? To I say? thought she did a fine job. I just think that I think that maybe if there was someone who actually really wanted that role, maybe would have done just a little bit better. You know? Hmm. No, I I think she did a fine job. I mean, she's a she's a great actress. Don't get me wrong. I'm just wondering if if there had been someone that had been more passionate about the role, maybe they would have done it differently or done it better or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, I, yeah, I I I really really liked it. It was very very sad. I mean, I knew it was going to be sad. I knew it was going into obviously because I read the book. So, but what do you think of the movie? I really like the movie. This was actually one of my suggestions. Yes, it was. Um, I've always liked the movie. Uh, I actually think I prefer the movie over the book because I think the movie is a bit more romantic than the book. In the book, they're a little bit more pragmatic about like what's the point of being in love, and yeah, and um, it's not quite as um, whimsical in the romance department. And I really like the romance because the romance in this movie is so heartbreaking. And I think you're, I I really think they all do a really well, like a really good performance. So I don't have a problem with Keira Knightley, but I think that Carrie Mulligan really does shine. Oh yeah, she's awesome. And, um, and she's awesome she's in just everything. So good and so talented. Yeah, and um, it's just such a beautiful movie. And there's so much tweed, and I love like the English <laughs> countryside and like rubber boots and pea coats and i mean it's like if i could just dress like the queen of england i guess i don't know <laughs> rubber boots and pea coats 
Uh, I don't have the legs for rubber boots, and that's always been something I've been jealous of. I don't have I legs have, either. I want to have the legs. Like, my legs are, like, so short that people always tease me about how short my legs are. <laughs> like, one time I was sitting on a trampoline with my legs out in front of me, and I was sitting there with two friends, and they just started dying laughing. And I was like, what is so funny? And they're like, we didn't realize how short your legs were. <laughs> so I just have like tiny, I'm like a corgi, I guess. But um, You've got a long torso and little yeah, legs. I, I have a long torso. That's yeah. same with me. Yeah. yeah. All my shirts have to be yeah. long shirts. Oh my oh, gosh. Finding it, a long shirt is it's torture. It's stupid. But finding pants that are short enough <laughs> is also torture. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this. There's uh, no winning. I was like, I used to wear like regular like length pants, and they would drag in the mud. And I was like, my mom was like, you need to get shorter pants, shorter pants. In like the nineties, it was so cool to have ripped up hems on the bottom of your pants. I remember that was like a point of pride. And now, if that happens to me, I'm like, great. Now I need to buy new pants. Exactly. Like, Um, oh well, these are ruined. Nice. So for clones who were just like living in the on the outskirts of society, they were very well dressed, and I really Mm -hmm. appreciated that. It's a beautiful movie and the music is so beautiful yeah and it's so british and it's just lovely and it's a period piece and it's like something i really really like about it is that it's futuristic but it it's not futuristic at the same time like everything futuristic is so subtle like you see like a dingy like security camera with like the national donor program logo on it and they have like these bracelets that they swipe yeah and i noticed that too i was like wow for the 70s that's really advanced you know yeah well i mean in the movie it said like the medical so the movie said at the beginning that like a medic the medical breakthrough happened in like 1951 right right so they figured out how to cl- you 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 surmise and put together that they figure out how to clone people for organ donation and for you know like curing various diseases and so then obviously you have a whole you like a whole generation of children and people that are clones so what do you do with them so in the early days of this medical breakthrough and the movie starts in the 70s they're at this like boarding school and mm. it's like very idyllic and and then you find out later in the movie that things have changed quite a bit and the new cloned children are not treated as nearly as good as they were treated at Hailsham and other places around England or probably the world, I guess. But the yeah, movie probably. takes yeah. place in England. But it's just such a beautiful movie and it's beautifully sad and it's um, everything is very subtle. There's a lot of subtext that I really, really like. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy this movie and I'm very glad you liked it. Uh, yeah. Um, it actually reminds me a lot of the book, uh, The House of the Scorpion. Oh. It's very, I mean, they're, they're, they're vastly different books, but the clone idea is very similar in that it's like about this kid who is a clone of this very rich guy. And um, he's raised in a very nice environment. He's got everything handed to him, but he's treated like garbage because he's like a clone. So uh. they're like, I guess you would kind of um maybe compare them to like slaves you know and how they were treated they're just treated like garbage you Mm -hmm. know and they're like oh you're a stupid fucking clone like you're just a brainless piece of shit whatever and uh as it turns out most of the clones that they would create were just like mindless just beings they would just like drool and scream and thrash and whatever and this kid wasn't and so it's 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 actually really it's like a young adult book. I've read it probably like seven times because it's an awesome book. But mm. it's uh, it reminds me every time I like 
think of that movie of Never Let Me Go or the book or whatever, I always think of The House of the Scorpion, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend it. For sure. Yeah. It sounds they, interesting. There's a second one, too, and I haven't read it, but... Because it's... It, there's a lot more to it. It's, like, about... Um, the the guy that owns the property is like an opium king essentially and so it's like a lot about like opiates and how that's kind of destroyed the country and kind of similar to like our own history you know uh but (laughs) anyway so yeah anyway it's it's very similar and obviously you know like the island is also like very similar to that too yeah i don't think the island is nearly as good no Um, but okay i don't think a michael bay movie can ever be nearly as good as any sort of like movie that actually has like an emotional component to it right sure <laughs> but even as an action movie i don't think it's really that good like, um i liked it but i've also seen fine. it like 10 years ago so yeah i mean i saw it when it was new and i remember thinking like oh was, you know fine but it's fine yeah yeah your boy, Ewan McGregor's that's, in it. Yeah. Oh, you're like, oh, well, that's why. You I think really I don't like it. know it? <laughs> I I know you know it. <laughs> this movie is so beautifully sad. It is. And it's, like, at the beginning, they're, so all the students, and I even think, like, there's a, there's a, a decent-sized portion of the movie, I guess you could say the first act of the movie is them as children, and mm-hmm. I think the children do a really good job. Me too. And maybe because they're British, but they do a really good job, and... I have to say the girl that they cast for Carrie Bulligan's like little version, I was like, wow, that is a good casting. I know, it looked I thought just the same like thing. her. I even actually thought Carrie Knightley's was pretty good, but yeah. Andrew Garfield is is very unique looking, so I think it, yeah, it I was very hard for them to find a, a boy child that would. He is he is yeah. very unique looking, yeah. He's got like so, an interesting head shape, you know. Yeah, and an interesting like smile and yeah. yeah so he's cute. I, I I don't think well, I've ever seen an Andrew Garfield movie. He's cute because he's unique, but right. what I mean is the kid that they chose for him was way too like average looking. To, right. You right. know, but the other two I I agree with you, like the casting was very close. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I noticed that too. I mm-hmm. was I I was like, well, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> sure, guess, yeah. And know? I, the thing is, I accept that. I accept that, and I don't need like CGI movie magic. Right. I accept that these children are not Carrie Mulligan, Keira Knightley, and Andrew Garfield, and that's the way it should be. Right. So, well, like uh-huh. it, the only like real issue I have is when they do that is when like the kid has blue eyes, but then the adult has brown eyes, and I'm like. Did you look at the person? Well, that's just laziness because <laughs> yeah. they can use contacts and stuff. So, I mean, but still, it's yeah, it, it is lazy. I mean, it's lazy if the, if in the movie they have two different colored eyes, that's lazy. If in yeah. real life they have two different colored eyes, I don't care as long as they make it that match in the movie. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I assumed yeah. is what you meant. Yes, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there is a. Did you ever see Neverending Story? Yes. Okay. Did you mm-hmm. see the second one? Yes. Okay. So, but, uh, well, I've seen the first one, and I've actually paid attention to the first one. The second one, I've technically seen with my eyes, but I don't <laughs> remember much of it. I didn't. I didn't expect you to. Jonathan Brandis, isn't it right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I thought you were a '90s kid. You didn't have a crush I... on Jonathan Brandis when you were in fourth grade because of Sequest DSV. <laughs> I never saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, so the first, the kid in the first one had brown eyes and brown hair, and mm-hmm. then the kid in the second one, same character. 
Oh, really? Blue hair. Blue hair. Blue, blue hair. Eye, blue eyes and blonde hair. And I was oh, like, did okay. you even try? <laughs> you know? Fine if you can't get the first guy to come, but that sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> I always get the first guy to come. <laughs> Fine if you can't get the first guy to be casted again. But fine if you can't get the first guy to orgasm is what I meant to say. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. It's fine if you can't get the first guy to orgasm, but <laughs> the second guy, then you're just a bad hoe. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I get what you're saying. If it's supposed to be the same character, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah, it's like, it yeah. was <laughs> that's real lazy. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. And the thing is too is that they it seemed like they were two different characters because the first and Bastion is his name. And the first one, he's like really sweet and soft spoken and he just loves to read, so he like skips school because he's like being bullied. And then the second he's one a big old nerd. He's kind of just like an asshole. He's a little asshole. I was like, um, what happened here? So yeah. he's he's willing to screw people over and uh, anyway. I'm yeah. appalled right now. You are? Yeah. Appalled? Yeah. At Bastion's behavior. I, am, I know. I was like, Bastion. You know what they say? If you don't put the S-E-B on, he becomes an S-O-B. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So Thanks for laughing at that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I didn't really understand it, but well, I still I gave you. like, do you want me to explain it to you? I do want you to explain it to me. Like Sebastian. Oh, Sebastian. I got it. As soon as I I guess I actually should have said the S-E. But then S-O-B wouldn't have fit. So. it It's good. It's good. I Thanks. like it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So back to the movie. Or we can wait a second. You want to stretch? No, I'm good. You got to stretch it out. Got to dazzle and stretch. It's from episode of Bend and snap. So early on in the movie, the kids are all in the like this the grand hall, and the headmasteress lady, who is from swimming pool. What's her name again? Charlotte Rampling. Charlotte is Rampling. Yes, the actress. Yeah, Miss um, Emily. Miss Emily. Yeah, and she's giving a little. She's telling them, and she's like, "Now we have found cigarettes on the grounds, and I just want you to know that you may have seen the people that come in and out of the school smoking." But students at Helsham, you're very special. You can't smoke. Right. You know, it's not good for you to smoke. And I thought about, like, just the hypocrisy of that statement where it's like, the world, like, everybody in the world, except for these students, can just, like, treat their bodies horribly because they have these students as, like, a backup plan. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that that was just, like, and, and I I never thought of, I'm pretty sure I've never thought about that line before. But it struck me, and that's just one of the many, like, subtext, subtextual lines mm-hmm. throughout the movie that I really enjoyed. Because the whole background of the, the movie is that these children, for all intents and purposes, are normal children. They behave like normal children. They look like normal children. They have feelings like normal children. And the whole time, people are very leery of them. And... Um, and I just, I just found it to be so well done, so beautifully portrayed. Um, and I think that that is commendable for a movie um, because they don't, 
um, until Miss Lucy tells them what's going on, you almost like don't. If you've never seen it before, you don't oh, yeah. really know what's or going on. Or read the book, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. think it's a boarding school or well, something. You, even in like the book, you're you're kind of like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And you know something is off, mm-hmm. but you just don't know what is off. You yeah, know? yeah. And um, and I thought uh, so. Then also the woman, the head Miss Emily later, a little bit later in the movie, she gives a a little announcement she's like i've been told that the bazaar if you guys are all keeping your tokens it's coming tomorrow and i've been told it's a bumper crop and like the students i don't really even know what that is i believe that means like there's a lot of stuff okay so basically they have these like little tokens that they must they don't really go into detail about the tokens but i guess you can assume that they probably get tokens for making their beds or doing their chores or just normal things like that kids at a boarding school or kids it's like an allowance but right right and then you see the next day all these tables set up and the kids are so excited and it's just garbage it's crap it's like dolls without arms and without clothes and like broken things and like like used crayons and and there's like so one doll excited. that had like no hair yeah. it was like it was just naked i was like what and all these kids are just like what am i gonna buy and, and so it's like nobody treat everybody treats them subhuman even people that are around them every day yeah. and i think that that's fascinating in the movie and it it's all the way through the movie yeah. which we'll get yeah. to um and so I like that I really like Sally Hawkins character and Me too. I haven't seen the movie I hadn't seen the movie in a really long time but in my head I remembered them seeing her when they were older but they never did but um isn't that funny how you're like no this yeah. happened and then you're like well okay I guess I was I was really wrong about that yeah I don't remember that it didn't happen yeah I I liked her and I wish that she was in there longer but um I wasn't surprised when she got fired. And oh, I, didn't, sure. I didn't remember yeah, that in the book or anything. But I was like, of course she got fired because they're going to be, you know, they're like, well, we don't want them to know what they have to do. I mean, God forbid these children learn that they're just organ farms, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a... Uh, it's interesting to have, to hold an entire group of people under the assumption that they are that their lives like how am i trying to say i'm trying to say like these children think that these lives are their own for now they obviously don't are not are aren't aware of this you, you know the the consequence of them being created essentially um and it's it's just interesting to have an entire group of children grow up thinking like oh i'm gonna grow up and i'm gonna you know i don't know become a photographer an astronaut whatever you know and then finding out well you're gonna grow up and you're gonna actually just probably die on a surgery table at some point cool great um and you know i mean i don't i wouldn't imagine any of them probably live past i would say 30 is probably really old for them that's you what know? it seems like yeah. yeah i would say like 25 i would say is about the average age that they probably 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 complete yeah. um but it's it's i think that there's just a sense of empathy that lucy that miss lucy had that the other teachers do not have that she's she sees these these kids as being actual kids and they are i mean they are actual kids and so the whole like there's so much it's such an interesting concept to raise children or people or grow them i guess you know to become organ farms and 
it, it really like I mean I think ethically it's very very wrong to do that you know because it's even even growing them and raising them when they're like brain dead is still to me that's like that's that's questionable that's really ethically questionable because regardless of if they're brain dead they're still a human being and they're still living so it's like is that acceptable you know and at what point i think if somebody has the autonomy to like decide to be an organ donor that's different yeah oh for sure yeah and just being like well this person can't make the decision so we're gonna make it for them yeah like i'm an organ donor on my on my license i'm like i'm dead I'm not going to be using them. Right. I, what I really want to do is actually, uh, after I die, I want my body to be put to rest at the Tennessee body farm and have them oh, watch it rot. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> because I want to, you know, go science. I just think that's kind of like, that's my morbid part of me is like, I'm like, that's what I want. I'm like, donate my body to science. Let them watch it rot. <laughs> Rejoin the earth. Mother nature. <laughs> anyway um it, it makes me wonder because we in our world in our non-sci-fi world have started cloning started cloning in like the 90s or whatever with the sheep dolly yeah dolly the sheep and i mean we we kind of had a couple missteps there and everything but it, it just makes me wonder like how far away are we from doing that to humans you know well we already did it to humans for hundreds of years in the slave trade i mean we didn't clone them but we still that's true you know we still took it upon ourselves to to determine uh people's lives yeah. For our own well, e- and even now, slavery is not a yeah. thing of the past. It is very much a thing now yeah. too. So as well. just because like the vehicle is different doesn't mean the mindset has changed at all. That's so, true. I mean, these kids are essentially enslaved. They're not, you know, working a field or doing physical labor, but they're slaves to this system that body they were farm. born into you know well not body farm but body farming body you get what i mean organ, organ farming farm, yeah no i get it yeah <laughs> i don't know what talk about <laughs> i mean i think like if you look back on history you know there's all kinds of incidences of humans doing really awful things to other humans and oh, yes. um many and mass you know big time so I I think that I guess allegorically I think this movie is fascinating because these adults are around these children at the boarding school every day and um they you can tell that they still don't quite think of them as children but I think right. Miss Lucy did think of them as children and I think so too. It's been so long s- since I've read the book so I I mean I remember like broad themes in the book but I here. don't remember specifics so I'm only going on the movie so um, in my head, I was wondering as I was watching this this go around. Do you think Miss Lucy was like a, um, I guess you could say like a uh, domestic terrorist in which she was like, I want to get a job at one of these cloning like these these schools for, full of clone children. I want to open their eyes. Or do you think she just was a teacher and she thought here's an experience, but then she was overcome with how normal and childlike these children were, and so that's why she decided to tell them. I think it's a good question because I think that she could maybe be both, you know, I would, I think that I would lean more towards the latter than the former. I was thinking that as well. Yeah, I I don't think that she, I don't, 
get the impression that she came in with the idea of hurting of, of, of hurting these children or, or emotionally harming them i guess uh but i also think that it could have been the type of thing where she's working at this place and she's going what like this is their bumper crop you know this is how they're being treated and they and the kids are supposed to be you know fucking grateful there's this garbage like and they're and you know um and the teachers are like oh you know you can't you can't smoke because your body is a temple but anyone else can do whatever the fuck they want like oh you're on your third liver now mr smith well whatever you know like keep fucking drinking because we got another liver for you on the way you know and so i could see maybe her initial uh desire was to join to just be a teacher but then as she's you know like she's maybe kind of traumatized from what's going on because i could definitely see someone being traumatized from this being like this is not right um and and then saying hey kids you know this is what is really going on so that's what you thought too that's what i lean towards because um i think that she expected them to be a little bit more robotic yeah uh because based on like at the end when they go talk to when Tommy and Kathy go to talk to Miss Emily, which we we'll should just, get to, we should just talk. We should just talk about it now. I think. Oh, because I really want to. Well, I had. Just, oh. Let me just finish my thing. Okay, and then okay. we can get to it. <laughs> okay. So, but when they go talk to Miss Emily, and she, you know, and they ask about the gallery, which was like every year the students would do art, and then the big, I guess, the Madame of the whole like unit of schools would come and pick art to go in our gallery and tommy surmised that it was because they were trying to see like if they had a soul or what or, or they were trying to see what was in their souls right and then miss emily said like no we weren't trying to see what was in your souls we wanted to see if you had souls at all and and that's when i was like they were around these children every day and and she also said like you know helsham was an experiment because they wanted to they wanted to you know we wanted to show that donor children were just like normal children but people would never want to go back to the days of diseases and dying young and so you could never ask people you could never show people that donor children or donor adults are humans because they don't want to listen they just want they want the medical breakthrough and so I think, based on that knowledge, when Miss Lucy came, I think she, like anybody else in the country who hadn't experienced these clone children, expected them to be like little robots. And when, like, when Tommy hit the ball and it went over the fence and stopped, and she was like, "Why didn't Tommy go get the ball?" And they were like, "Oh, well, there was a kid that ran outside the boundaries, and they found him tied to a tree with his hands and feet cut off." And then there was another girl who left and they wouldn't let her back and so she starved to death right outside the gate and i wonder Ms. how Lucy, true i was wondering how true those stories oh, were those were definitely urban legends yeah that's what i thought too yeah if they're if those kids are stranger things have happened, if those you kids know? belong to like medical science then they're not gonna let their oh, investment just yeah. die you are very right <laughs> like um, those kids are worth money yeah, and it's big just an urban legend love their money yeah like, and so um miss lucy was like who told you those stories and they're like they're true who would make up horrible stories like that and right. i think she just was like taken aback by the prison that these even though the prison that they were prison quote unquote was a very nice boarding school and yeah, they were treated very beautiful 
treated very well all things considered and they had nice clothes and they had nice beds and food and they got to watch movies and they were able to just be kids yeah but i mean they had a nice growing up yeah yeah the world saw them as subhuman and even like like we talked about like the teachers the rest of the teachers still kind of kept their distance like the when the madame came she and they were all standing on the steps she like held her bag really close yeah i I thought it was weird that she acted like that but now that you're like mentioning it i'm like oh she acted like that because she was like oh you're not human like i don't want to don't weird don't touch me don't touch me (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah and Um, i think she her character which we're going to talk about in just a second i think she also in 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 like had a change of heart because she treated them much more humanly at the end but there was a questionable thing that we'll get to but just one second um so i think that's why miss lucy told them because well number one i think it was exposition for us yeah well yeah (laughs) but i think they did it very creatively because you could tell that like her eyes were opened and she and she even said when she told them like you've been told but you've been not told and i just want to tell you that none of you are going to grow up to be race car drivers or teachers or dancers you're going to grow up and you're going to do exactly what was planned for you you're going to donate your vital organs and sometime before you even reach middle age on maybe your third or fourth donation you will complete and that was another thing that struck me is they never use the word death which death is a very human word they used complete yeah and i thought like geez any way they can dehumanize these people yeah it's like the program is complete yeah like instead of it's complete oh she passed away she died she's a living body a living organism a human being she died they never say died they always say complete and well, did I you notice how that rough they were with like with Tommy's like? Oh my head? gosh, he was laying on like a, a hard table, yeah. and that's not what surgery surgery they don't lay you on a hard table no, like that. I know, I know. And, or when um, Ruth died, they just sort of like turned off the machine and walked away and yeah. just left her body. Like her eyes were like open the yeah. whole time. That was so spooky. It's, it was very disturbing. I didn't even like recognize her at first because the angle was very strange, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, who is that girl?" Yeah. And then I was like, and I, as a realization dawn i was like oh shit that's ruth and like uh, i it, it's fascinating how their organs are good enough for people but the people don't care about them you right, know it's right. so i guess allegorical to how people treat people anyways yeah, but no big time i mean yeah so anyway so that's what i thought about miss lucy and i think it's fascinating how they're treated by people around them the only person that ever treated them like a human was there was one moment when Kathy was talking to a nurse and the nurse was like, yeah, it's always nice to wake up in your own bed. Like a normal conversation between two people and that's the only person that treated them. But do you know if she was aware that, well, I guess she yeah, was aware. Yeah, she yeah, was actually, a carer. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the ending because I yeah. know you're, okay. you really want to and I'm, I'm excited to talk about yeah. it too. So, Well, that, <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm talking not sp- not like the ending ending but mostly just that madame the climax yeah yeah uh just that scene where miss emily is is you know wheels in on her on her wheelchair and and she says we didn't have the gallery to see what was in your souls we had it to see if you had a soul like i felt like that like punched me in the fucking throat like i was like wow holy shit that was a lot it's so mean it's like it's well and it's it's like devastating i mean and she says it with just such it's just like this kind of like 
not disassociation, but just this distance. Yeah. Where, yeah, like a yeah, clinical. Right. It's site. not, yeah, like, it's not like, oh, these are like, I mean, because Tommy was an artist. I mean, he was great. And yeah. like, his stuff was really cool. And, um, and she just kind of coldly looked at it, didn't really care. She, you know, she maybe glanced at it. She didn't really even look at it. Um, and just that statement was so was so just she didn't care about how it came off to them she didn't care if it hurt them and again that's not you know (laughs) like someone may act like that around whatever but these are people these are kids that grew up in your care so like you know them and everything and she wasn't even it just seems to me like if you if I don't know. I guess I'm going back to the human thing where if you raised someone or you helped raise someone, you'd be excited to see them because you go, oh my gosh, how are you? I haven't seen you in so long. Like you're, you know, but it's not the same thing when it's like if I, like I used to babysit. So if I like saw one of the kids that I babysat for, you know, and I mean, I probably wouldn't recognize them at this point. It's been like 15 years. So it's been, it's been a long time. And they're like, adults now which is crazy because i'm like what you were just a baby last time i saw you isn't that crazy i mean it's not crazy time happens but um there's this tignatoro uh bit where she's like she gets really annoyed when people will say like can you believe it like oh, abigail's going into kindergarten can you believe it and tig is like well uh, no, I can believe it because she was born about five <laughs> years ago, and now she's going to kindergarten. Tig does it better, so look it up. But anyway, uh, and no. we're on a first name basis. Yeah, <laughs> Tig, <Yeah>. she's awesome. <laughs> Tiggy is what we call her. Oh, that's what you call her. That's what I call her. <laughs> she likes it. She's only yelled at me once about it. So anyway, now um, I say that all the time. I say, can you believe? <laughs> But it's, it's a. Uh, but Jonathan from Queer Eye says it all the time. I think that's where I started saying it because oh. he's like, "Can you believe?" And I was like, "Yeah, I love that." So I started saying it. But uh, I just totally lost where I was going with that. I did that. That was my fault. Sorry. But you were I talking got distracted about by the kitty. We're talking about like how she raised those kids, but her reaction to them. Oh yeah, her reaction was just not even a hello. She just rolled in and she said, "Hey." truth bomb gonna well, drop she, this no, on she you was, she was pretty nice she was like tommy d oh i guess you have she. a big heart kathy h very very bright so she was she was warm to them yeah i guess for some reason i don't remember that part <laughs> i just remember her being kind of cold and distant and charlotte rampling i think plays a lot of those kind of characters she's like a very like very british yeah she's very she's very british (laughs) yeah oh dear we're british we don't we don't hug only we only show affection to horses and dogs (laughs) what a girl wants oh yeah i knew i'd seen it but i could not place it i think that movie's really cute it is cute yeah Yeah, um, my friend, I I actually ended up watching this movie with my friend Lindsay, and she pointed out that they don't even have last names. No, they don't. It's just like Kathy H., Tommy D., and I think it's because it's just like one step better than just being like, oh, one, four, five, three, eight, very bright girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're minutes away from just being numbers. Yeah, I'm sure, like, based on the comment, the brief comments they make about what the cloning is like in the like at the end of the movie the kids might just have numbers you know yeah i'm curious now that you said that they're for uh, like 
their the organs are for everyone i'm curious as to what kind of blood type they have you know well i think like they're, they're all if universal they're, donors you know what i mean well if they're cloned after like a ton of people then oh, they have true. a ton of different blood types that's true and i assume Seems that's like they why would they get make slated them. to make donations because right like oh well somebody who's ab negative needs a heart and you're ab negative so you're up you know right seems like they would all have isn't it O? that's the universal donor i have no idea what my blood type is i've had people ask and i'm like mm. <laughs> should i know that i don't know i don't know mine either <laughs> okay that makes me feel funny i do know that um i believe if i remember correctly the book uh addressed the fact that they were sterilized oh okay and the movie did not no and, it didn't like because yeah, i was like they were having Tommy and Ruth were having quite a bit of sex. Yeah. And so I was kind of so I'm like, what if she ends up pregnant? I was but then they the never. Same thing. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess then they'd have a donor baby. I guess. But no, I, I believe I'm. I'm what kind of how that be baby be treated? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Would anyone even know that was a donor baby? You know what I mean? They could just adopt it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, and leave I, it on um, church steps or something. I don't know what people I'm do when they abandon babies. <laughs> certain that uh, they uh, they said they were sterilized in the book. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want. I mean, because these kids are they're they're still human, so they're gonna have natural urges. Like, well, and also like if you have if the women are getting pregnant all the time, then that definitely takes away from the donor pool. Like, <laughs> oh well, we have thirty thousand donors, but ten thousand of them are pregnant at any given time. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I actually, I, the, when they went to talk to Miss Emily, or, well, they went to talk to the madame, because mm-hmm. Ruth, well, I guess we'll have to, like, I mean, there's a lot to the story that we're yeah, skipping. Well, I'll, just, I'll just say, so Ruth, or, they met this couple, well, Chrissy and, what was the other guy's I name? I mean, we have to, like, there's so much Do to you want to just, about. like, start? I don't even know. <laughs> what do you want to do? What? I feel like, did you have more to say about the end, because that little part? Because we should talk I about mean, that little part, because we're going to totally lose it if we go Not, back. Not really. I just think that was it. I just really wanted to say that it was like a punch gut to the throat. Okay. Punch gut well, to I wanna, the throat. Well, I had a couple other things to say, so okay. I'm going to start over again. Okay. I think that, uh, to go back to what you said about being like a punch in the throat, I really think that Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield acted the their hearts out in that oh, scene oh my gosh yeah because you could tell when they were sitting there like and they didn't know how to react and um tommy being the more like a little bit more uncouth and rough around the edges was kind of like scrambling a little bit to like to be like no look at my heart look at this and then he's like oh can we get the deferral um because they wanted to be deferred to give their donations because they wanted to prove that they were in love which we'll talk about right but um but Kathy Carey Mulligan was just like very calm and she knew what was happening. She yeah. figured it out before he did. And she's like, there's no deferral, Tommy. And then the madame and Miss Emily were like, yeah, there's no deferral in there. There never has been. And in years past, we would get a few couples like you every now and again who would, who would ask for the deferral, but there never has been a deferral and we don't really get those anymore. And that, goes hand in hand with the statements that tommy made earlier about them being quote-unquote battery farms now yeah and um so i think that miss emily and the madame i think the madame sort of had a change of heart about the the cloned 
people because she looked at them a lot more warmly and she even offered to keep some of his drawings yeah and and then but there was this is the line that i wanted to ask about um when she was leaving when they were leaving she says to kathy i wish i could help you you poor creatures and on one hand you poor creatures Creatures. is kind of like a term like you could say like oh you poor little creature but do you think she was like literally calling them creatures it wasn't a term of endearment right she did like, i don't think so it, i didn't it didn't come off that way to me yeah, at all me it neither. came off as like, like i don't know what to call you but i think you're creatures still it wasn't like oh you poor child or you poor girl or mm-hmm. you know it was it was creature it was to me it was very intentionally like i am dehumanizing you yeah 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 and i i don't think she meant it in necessarily a derogatory way but it's it is kind of like a microaggression you know what i mean i don't know yeah well i don't know i feel like it's she just didn't know what to call them right no you're right what do you, i mean i guess if you're you grew up in that kind of environment where cloning is normal and they're not seen as human then they are just creatures to you Mm -hmm. and that's like normalized and i think that um every time they're presented with the humanity of these cloned people i think it like maybe breaks the facade a little bit but not necessarily enough because it's like it's like i don't know it's 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 like a learned behavior and they've learned and it's been reinforced and so you're not gonna like it's not going to change overnight unless they want it to change and who would want it to change because it's a medical miracle you know people are getting they're not dying from organ failure anymore and so on and so forth you know yeah that reminds me of um there's an episode of drunk history where they're talking about the feud between i think it was john adams and thomas jefferson and tom or tom adams uh and adams and jefferson were writing there was like a whole history where they like weren't friends for a while and they became friends again, whatever. And so they are writing correspondence back and forth. And uh, one of them is like, Thomas Jefferson is like, you know, I'm against slavery, even though I have a ton of slaves. It <laughs> <laughs> reminds me yeah. of that, where it's, yeah. just, it's just like, well, sure, I'm against this thing that everyone else is against because everyone else is against it, even though I'm not really against it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just yep. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, but I always confuse um, which one is the shittier one. I'm like, is it Andrew Jackson or is it Thomas Jefferson? I'm pretty sure it's Andrew Jackson, but maybe they're both jerks because, you know, I mean, Thomas Jefferson did own people. But whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I'll have to figure it out later. <laughs> right? Yes. What's your homework? <laughs> My, uh, I, I, I love to do research, so what can I say? I am, I am a researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, they, so the kids end up going to the cottages, which is like a, you know, like kind of like an after, I don't know, Halsham program or whatever yeah they like age out of helsham yeah when they're probably when they're like 18 yeah i think they said i think she said kathy in a voiceover said and they go to these place called the cottages which is like the interim place where you go to before you start donating Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like she said they're kind of like they were like mostly left to themselves they could do whatever they wanted and they were allowed to take like day trips places and stuff if they wanted but they were just sort of like 
like some some most of the kids would go on to be like just donate donate their organs and some people could apply to be carers which like basically like a, a liaison between the donator and the hospital and they would sort of like comfort them and and get them things and and before right, they right, inevitably right, started yeah. their donations yeah kind of like the like a friend of the of the person who's going to die essentially well not every <laughs> surgery i guess but no yeah. not every donation but you know eventually yeah. you know and then they say later too uh with ruth they're like oh yeah i don't think she'll make it past her third donation and usually when they want to die or when they want to complete they usually do yeah and yeah that seems i mean i can't <sighs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. You, you you go through terrible surgery, have to recover. You have one of your vital organs missing. So, like, let's say it's a liver. I don't know how long you can live without your liver. I'm assuming not very long, maybe a couple days. But, like, what, it, it, what if you get, like, one of, like, do you... <laughs> I'm like what? What? Like, you're like what if you get one of your lungs removed? Is that even a thing? I don't even know. I don't. I don't know anything about medical science. I was wondering about, about science, that because but Tommy had that big scar, and like when he was mm-hmm. running, he would have trouble like catching his breath. It seems so like do you if think you they took half a lung, or because I don't, can you live with only one lung? I think you can, but I think that you're very restricted. I do not think he'd be able to run. Yeah, I think he'd be like. I don't think he'd even really be able to walk. I think he'd be in a wheelchair. Um, right. Because you need both sides in order to get enough breath, you know, and especially with running. Yeah. Um, I think, so I don't know. Uh, that's, and Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay also raised a question that I honestly can't remember from the book. But um, she said, do you think they tell them what organ they're up for donating? Yeah, that's and a good question. And I was like, actually, that makes sense that they wouldn't tell them. Because if you were donating your heart, you would know that, that you weren't going to survive it. Right. So, I'm wondering if they were never, they're never even told like which organ it is. It's just like, right. You're up for donation. You might complete, you might not. And, um, and then, yeah, if they take your heart, you're gone. If they take one of your kidneys, you, you know, you could still be relatively healthy. Right. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know about liver. I don't know how long, you know, or if they just take like one, it looked like the, one of the girls, she had like tape over her eye. Like they took one of her eyes maybe. And somebody in the hospital oh, waiting room was like, he was on crutches and he didn't have a leg. And I was like, do they do leg transplants too? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I guess in a situation where you can clone people, why wouldn't you do leg transplants? You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how so weird would that be to have two different feet? That would be really weird. <laughs> two different sizes. Really, feet. really weird. Like, what if like one of your foot uh, feet, <laughs> one of your foot has like like a really good arch, and then the other one's like flat. So, you, what do you have to wear like two different? Yeah. Shoes? <laughs> Yeah, it's like that reminds me of John Hamm in 30 Rock who got like a hand transplant and was like a woman <laughs> and didn't it like keep trying to like seduce him it or was, something? No, it was um it was the hand of a criminal that kept trying mm. to strangle him. Yeah. And anyway, so uh yes yeah, so they probably i guess the they way probably he lost don't his tell. hands too was really he was like i was in africa and i thought i saw my swimming coach so i, I was in a helicopter and i raised my <laughs> hands it turns out it wasn't him and i was like <laughs> duh and he's a doctor too so. <laughs> but then you find out that he's just been handed everything his whole life because he's so attractive so mm-hmm. that's why you know he has a medical <laughs> degree because they were like you're so good looking do you want to be a doctor oh you do great drew is that character's name <laughs> 
Um, so they must not tell them. I think anyway. What organ it is? Yeah, that's a good question. That would be horrifying. And I was thinking, like, why would they can't escape because they have those bracelets on all the time? And right. I assume it's like a tracking device, so you could never. I was get actually going to ask you. I was like, why doesn't one of them just run away? And I feel like it's totally possible in order to do that. You know, I mean, unless they have it a tracker embedded in their body which makes sense it's possible but they also have like a lot of security that is kind of like hidden in those in the cottages you saw them and like so i think that maybe they could escape for a couple days if they were lucky but they would be found right but i also think it's it's sort of ingrained in them they don't know anything different you know right because i like how bitter ruth is when because tommy is like when they're at adults and they meet up again tommy is like you know i wasn't really very good at anything when i was growing up but i think i'm a really good donor and Ugh. she was like well that's what we're supposed to be isn't it and it's just like she's she's onto it she knows the truth like we got handed a raw deal and and so yeah i guess it's like well she's like 22 and she's dying no they're like 28 but 20 yeah still too well, young she was yeah i mean yeah she was dying she mm-hmm. was using a walker like mm-hmm. i mean she it, like she looked terrible like yeah. sunken in eyes dark shadows in her eyes i mean it was it just you know she and then again and then she dies the mm-hmm. next donation so you know like she is dying yeah and then she does die um it's i know i think ruth is just uh, ruth i think is a really interesting character because she i remember her being like a little kind of like bitchy in the book you know mm-hmm. um and then she reveals later to Tommy and Kathy that she had purposely kept them away from each other because she was jealous. Mm-hmm. And I did remember something like that in the book. But um, I think she's just kind of this lonely being. And um, Tommy and Kathy have this chemistry or this relationship that is pretty... I don't know if extraordinary is the right word, but I guess maybe extraordinary because they do meet up like 10, 15 years later and they end up falling in love, you know? I um, think they're still in love. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Like, they were in love the whole time. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I never... Which begs the question. Like, I'm still not clear on, like, why Tommy would pair off with Ruth. I, I don't get that either. Because I, I understand her actions, but I don't understand his. Right. I maybe it was a sex thing like it was like oh she wants to have sex with me and then he kind of just made me obligated he did not seem interested in having sex with her <laughs> like the second time when they showed it he was like rubbing his eyes and just kind of like looking away and he wasn't yeah he's like all right when it, just finish whenever you can all right thanks yeah no i want to take a nap it's cool <laughs> Are you done yet? I'm 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 done. Like no, I haven't finished, but I'm I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know unless like unless he thought Kathy was like too good for him or something. I don't know, but I the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I don't understand his actions. I don't understand cuz he he made uh, he made an effort to single Kathy out. Like he got her that tape and oh, yeah, that was you really know, sweet. And, and and so I just I'm very like I can't easily discern his actions because i guess i could understand if it was purely a sex thing if there was nobody else for him like if he was 
it was just like well there's nobody else around but i don't understand how it could be purely a sex thing when he way before ruth had a connection with kathy yeah and it seems like he wouldn't and i don't know um when I'm, I'm trying to say it seems like he wouldn't want to ruin any potential connection he has with kathy that's a good point yeah that's a good point it's scary yeah mm-hmm. i'm and and maybe that is why he didn't want to because he was scared of the whole thing or scared of rejection or whatever but i cannot pretend to imagine what is going on through a 10 12 year old boy's mind i don't know 13 maybe um I honestly, I can't tell kids' ages at this point in my life. I'm like, my mom is like really like supernaturally good at that. <laughs> she's like, she's like, when we had the um, restaurant, she'd always like talk to little kids and she'd always guess their ages. And every time I'd be like, magic. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. She'd, she'd be like, are you three? And they'd be like, I'm three and a half. And Aww, she'd be like, oh, that's okay. Really cute. And I'm like, and every time I'm just like, witch <laughs> sorcery <laughs> um but i can't i'm like i don't know four and they're like oh she's two and i'm like okay well i'm sorry i don't know kids ages so um so i don't know well i, I think they said they were fourth years so i want to say they were probably like around 10 yeah nine or 10 and the movie started okay okay yeah. so i can't pretend to know or imagine what's going on in a 10 year old boy's mind um but you're right it is kind of a weird situation and i wish i could remember the book more to see if they maybe had like an explanation for that but i mean it it could have been any number of things you know you're Mm -hmm. right he could have maybe thought that kathy was better than him or he didn't feel like he brought enough to the table i do think he didn't always seem to be like a think for yourselfer yes i totally agree with that plausible that i'm just thinking of this now like it's plausible that ruth was pushy enough or why wouldn't yeah. he just you know well, ruth was a little manipulative yeah, too she was she would, very manipulative she could have big time and convinced so him i'm just realizing right now that i can totally buy that you know like she made it easy for him and he you know yeah yeah so she i mean she could make him she could be offering him what he might like subconsciously want but not realize that he wants it like affection you know physical mm-hmm. affection and on top of her being manipulative maybe it was just one of those like he's just a young guy and he gets kind of brought into this situation and he either just doesn't know how to get out or or what or he feels obligated or i mean it could be any number of things you know Mm -hmm. and especially when you're that young your your brain is not fully formed yet if they ever get to that point i don't know (laughs) i don't know i kind of assume they do because they're still humans but there could also be something that stops their brain from being fully formed you know it didn't seem like it yeah i don't think so either but i mean there's always that question you know Mm -hmm. who knows yeah i yeah and i i think that i think what ruth did really uh illustrates the hopelessness of their situation because she was so afraid of being alone and she saw that kathy and tommy had each other and may never be alone because they had each other and so she wanted to to interrupt that and i think like in a normal situation if you're at boarding school you know or you either like if you have family you go home for summer and you meet other people or you just grow up and you meet other people but 
they were never going to be given that chance to date around and to meet other people and to go places and to have a fulfilling life so i really i thought like her loneliness and her hopelessness almost made sense why she would sabotage them because she knew that she was probably destined for a life of solitude and then dying young giving you know giving her organs and and so i don't know i i don't think it's great what she did but i understand why she did it i empathize with her yeah very much i i think that you know that your existence is bleak so you do what the what you can to make it better Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day that's really all you have Mm -hmm. you know um (laughs) shit i was gonna so i forgot i was gonna ask you we wanted to talk about (laughs) you wanted to talk about rod and chrissy yeah so when they went to the cottages they were like intermingling with other clone children from other schools around the country right and one of them played by Donald gleason i forgot he was in this movie so i got excited because i I, know i really like him (laughs) yeah and he's rod and then chrissy is like his girlfriend and they're from a different school Mm -hmm. and i really like the scene when they're all sitting and watching like a sitcom and all the kids that didn't go to hailsham all the teenagers that didn't go to hailsham are like laughing at the humor and they understand it and um ruth and ruth is kind of like laughing because she sees them laughing because she wants to fit in yeah she her laugh is like really over the top and fake you can tell because and she's she's kind of like looking around at the kids as she's laughing as if she's like i get it too yeah i also understand this humor but you can really tell that she she has no idea what was like it just right over her head yeah yeah and then later when they're like preparing dinner and she was like mimicking the speech patterns of the other students i keep calling them kids they're like 18 year old kids but um, i mean she's like mimicking the the language of them and stuff and and kathy is like sort of a, a an observer of all these activities and she almost calls her out on it and um well she says something about the she uh, Ruth gives Tommy I'm I'm like mimicking it like people can see me but she gives his shoulder a squeeze mm-hmm. and I thought I, I don't know if like you thought it was kind of weird but um what I thought was kind of strange was having was Kathy calling her out on that like she's like I saw that you you uh squeezed his shoulder and you're imitating them and, and I was like it was just an affectionate shoulder squeeze like did that was it weird to you or did you like have a different perspective on that because i thought that was very strange that she pointed that out i thought it was slightly weird because the implication was tommy and ruth had sort of paired off for a while so i wasn't sure why kathy was suddenly like why are you touching him because i'd be like i thought they were like paired off for like years you know yeah same but i did appreciate that she called it out because she recognized it as something from the show right so the move itself was from the tv show that and ruth was copying it and i think kathy was like calling out the fact that ruth was starting to mimic the people around her and mimic the show but i didn't really understand why that was the situation that she called out she could have easily just called out like the way they were and she did kind of call out the way they were talking to each other right but i mean like 
touching Tommy. I mean, like, you should... Yeah, that's to what, me, that was, like, a non-issue. A, yeah, like, they've already been coupled off for a while, but... I was like, I wouldn't even notice that. That's not something that I would... Like, I wouldn't... I would never have noticed that, because to me, it would be so normal. I'd be like, whatever. Well, that's, I mean, that's why I guess the that's movie... The point. That's I mean, the point, like, yeah. she'd notice the move was from the show. Right. And so I, I think that the focus should be on, like ruth mimicking action she saw on tv but it's just weird that it happened to be with tommy because it made it seem like kathy was like why are you all of a sudden touching tommy right when it was like they were holding hands when they were kids you know what i mean right so i think that they maybe should have made that conversation happen without them talking about tommy and you'd still get the same point across but it wouldn't be as weird right yeah or if she did it to rod's shoulder and then Rod gave her like a weird look or something, and then she's like, "Why did you do that?" But that would have maybe been too much. That I think. would have been too much, yeah. right? Too, I think. Um, <clears throat> it, Ruth very much strikes me as the type of person who is just kind of like desperate to belong. You oh, know? big time! Yeah, I and can totally see that. I mean, she's got, I would say, considerably lower self-esteem than maybe Kathy does. You know, because well, yeah, you wouldn't do that to people unless you did yeah. have that's true that's you true you wouldn't do what she you did you feel good about yourself you don't want to hurt other people because yeah. you're yeah um i i i feel for ruth because while i don't necessarily like her as a character i mean she's fine but she's just not my favorite you know i i i think that i just can't imagine being in a type of world where you know what your like the whole reason for your existence is to essentially die yeah for someone else to live yeah it's like <clears throat> i mean you get to a point probably where you and en- eventually accept that and go okay well this is it you know but what are you going to do in the meantime you know and i think that it's she just has limited options and so she went for tommy because obviously there's a lot of jealousy there and um, I did think it was interesting, though. I, I liked how she said, I would re- I would like for you to forgive me about this. And then she told them what happened. Um, and, I mean, I think it made a huge impact on both of them. Because Kathy wouldn't even look at her. Like, she was looking away, you know. She was, like, not even willing to meet her eyes. So, it, it's... I just, like, how devastating would that be to find out that someone prevented you from, like, being with the potential love of your life for, and having more time with him, and now you have, what, like, a year left, maybe? Yeah. You know? Maybe not even. Yeah. I do, it is devastating, but I do keep going back to the fact that, like, Tommy had it all in his power. Yeah, he did. And he didn't, I mean, even Kathy did, too. Like, she even said, like, when she realized that Ruth was like going after Tommy, she was like, I can't believe that in the voiceover, she's like, I can't believe that Ruth chose Tommy. She was always so mean to him, but maybe that's why maybe she really did like him. And I think that's like sort of a lie you tell yourself. And I was, I don't know, like at a certain point, you're both also guilty. Like if you're not, if you want to be with somebody and you're not with them and you're both not making a move, and I don't think Ruth was 100% responsible for them not no. being together. But I think she definitely was a catalyst for keeping them apart in some way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, But yeah, it would be devastating. 
probably more so for Tommy because I think he was like we said earlier a little bit directionless so he yeah. was manipulated like you said and so it's like you but waste. Kathy seemed to have such a good head on her shoulders she did but she was so reserved so maybe yeah. that's why she didn't like go for him I don't know but yeah it would be devastating to realize that like you've have so much time that you could have been together and you weren't and um also there was there's this part where so i know we've been like dancing rod and chrissy and so yeah so donald gleason they took they were like they told ruth that they saw somebody in an office building that could be her original like the thing the person she's cloned after right and so they take them to this like seaside town and that they're all sitting there and and rod and chrissy say like we heard that there was a special deferment for kids from halsham where if you could prove that you were in love you would get like three or four years before your first donation to spend together and of course ruth tommy and kathy were like we've never heard of that and then as we learn later in the movie that doesn't exist it's just a rumor right do you think that they lied about the office worker to get them alone in the diner or do you think they actually saw an office worker that do you think they actually saw the office worker that they pointed out because i feel like ruth was like oh that must be her and tom and rod's like yeah yeah that's her like it seemed like it was just a fake reason to get them out of the cottages because there's like just you know surveillance everywhere there right that's a good question that's a good question i thought that they had maybe actually seen her possible and it's not like britain is like a huge country the way the united states is you know because there's one thing that i kind of laughed at just because i live in the united states and i know how big our country is but when kathy said that she would drive um across country i was like (laughs) oh that's right britain is really small (laughs) you know what i mean yeah because for us that's not something you do unless you're like a long road trucker <laughs> you know what i mean like that is just not something you do um or you're going on vacation you know and you're like i'm gonna drive 24 hours to florida whatever or i don't know how long it is but uh that's a good question i don't know i mean and there's no guarantee that their possibles even came from the uk that's very there true could be a donor yeah. pool of chromosomes or dna from anywhere in the world you yeah know? i mean anyone could be like oh you know i'm thinking about maybe getting a clone or getting cloned or whatever and then people are like oh cool okay or i don't know maybe you shouldn't do that or i don't know what they're like i mean in my head i think it's just like a campaign like hey let's keep this going everybody donate oh that's true maybe everybody has a clone you know you don't know i would imagine that they would only want specific people though you know like people that are very healthy oh well yeah you know like people that aren't suffering from like something like ms or sure you know yeah um, that's a good point. like cerebral palsy or you know what i mean um so i i don't know i guess i don't really have i think i i was more focused on especially chrissy's reaction where she I, just yeah. yeah she just sat there and was like crying and it was just like this like there was so much hope on their faces as mm-hmm. they were asking that question. They're like, "Oh, a deferral," and then all the kids and I'm I'm just gonna keep calling them kids. Mm-hmm. The kids were like, "No, we don't know what you're talking about," and, and she just had this look like, "This is everything crashing down on me now, yeah. and I'm gonna lose the love of my life and my life." Yeah, yeah. It's much sooner than I thought. 
and uh, yeah um I knew, like, I, I even I read the book, and I didn't really remember this from the book, but I knew, like, the moment they mentioned the deferral thing, I was like, that's bullshit. That's not real. There's no way. Mm-hmm. That's, and the, these, it, it's like a, it's like a cow asking not to be killed for steak, you know, because uh, this is, I, this is my, the love of my life. I'm like, well, we want to eat you, so sorry. Yeah, if you they're can't. not sure that they have souls, they're definitely not going to give them a deferral for being in love. Yeah, yeah. But I do like how, like, the, the thought takes root in the three of them. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was very, very romantic when um, Kathy and Tommy are on a walk and he started, like, telling about his theories about the gallery and how they wanted you know like he was like well not everybody like they couldn't just accept everybody who said they were in love because they Mm -hmm. could be faking it so they had to have a find a way to know if it was true love or not so i think the gallery was a way for them to see inside our souls and to know if we could really be in love and she was like and kathy was like are you thinking of doing it like asking for a deferral with ruth and he looked at her very poignantly and he was like no it wouldn't work and i always thought that was so romantic because he was like i don't love ruth you know and i know and, and then you could tell that she got the that's another line of subtext because you could tell she got the subtext because she got very emotional but then he kind of backtracked and he was like and i've never had anything in the gallery so they wouldn't know you know and so he kind of i feel like it was really well done because the subtext of the scene came across but he hit it with like oh it's about the gallery not because i love you but then she like stormed off because she knew Mm -hmm. you know like and so i i really really like that scene between them me too and uh and then she became a carer and she was a carer for like 10 years so and before they and they sort of like went their separate ways and um her life in her little apartment looked so bleak like she was eating she was eating dinner at a table that was like facing a wall and it it was like this to like one foot like it was this tiny little table yeah and it didn't look personalized at all it Mm -mm. just looked like a sad little just a place for her to sleep and live and i was like what is your what is her life like you know like what does she do when she's not she read a lot of books so you could tell that she had like a very active inner inner life i Mm -hmm. guess you could say um but yeah it was and and she even seemed very like logical about when the people she was a carer for would complete you know like the nurse came and was like sorry there was complications with the one girl that she was there and and she was like oh do you need me to sign the paperwork you know Mm -hmm. yeah there was very i was surprised that it seemed like there was very little emotion with that exchange which i guess is kind of something maybe you just get used to after a while but at the same time i i don't know i mean i'm obviously a much different person than kathy <laughs> so my reaction would probably be like oh, oh okay okay yeah well, um, I, thank you for thank you for letting me know <laughs> i also think that that's another reason why they didn't try to escape because they were indoctrinated with that's this very true you know yeah like, this is what it's like this yeah. is i i care for these people they donate a couple times and then they complete and eventually i'm gonna have to start donating and i'll complete you know <sighs> the whole thing gives me like the heaps yeah major yeah. heaps so yeah so she runs into ruth and then um then they go see tommy and they go to the seashore and and ruth well, tells i want to talk really quick about um it's when tommy first saw kathy after like 10 years yeah that hug that he gave her was like it was everything that you know what i mean like he you just 
there was just he didn't even like say anything to her he just hugged her and it was it was like this anchor that he had been wanting for so long and now she was back and and there was so much emotion just in that one simple hug like i i that i that touched me you know what i mean i agree yeah it was really because i like how she was kind of like she was kind of like on a rock like she was like a rocket headed straight toward him toward him because they pulled in and ruth is like oh do you think he saw us through the window and kathy's just like locked on to him and she gets out of the car and ruth's like let's not get out but kathy's already like out and walking yeah. towards him and they're just like magnets yeah. it was it was very 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 beautiful yeah, yeah 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 and uh and then his weird exchange with ruth where they tried to like kiss cheeks and yeah. they didn't even really touch like yeah and it, that's just saying something like when you've when you've had sex with someone you think that maybe there'd be more of like an emotional exchange i guess i mean i don't know i guess i'm thinking about like people that i've had sex with and i might be like no don't touch me (laughs) you know what i mean but I, i don't know just it was just such a weird exchange you know but it's it's also a totally different situation um from anything that i would experience you know uh but just that awkward like trying to kiss the cheek and like they're both like going different ways and it was like oh all right okay this is so uncomfortable you know yeah (laughs) yeah so awkward uh i did actually want to mention or talk about um after they go to the madam's house or madam's house and um or madame i think it is and uh tommy gets out of the car and he's just like screaming his head off like i actually like feel myself getting a little emotional just talking about it because it was so intense and there was so much pain in that screaming and just like he couldn't stop you know and yeah and it like mirrored his reaction as a kid when he was like screaming when he didn't get yeah. chosen yeah for yeah this, the, except like, this is like so much worse yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but you're right there's kind of a parallel to that and i, I mean he i i might be a little bit of an andrew garfield fan now i don't know i think <laughs> i might want to watch some of his other movies probably not spider-man though because why not <sighs> over it you never even seen it. Yeah, I know, but you can't be over it. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to see a movie see with him. I think it was called like Boy A or something. And mm-hmm. That was kind of an interesting movie. I um, I don't even want to see the third Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, because Doctor Strange is in it. He's like too much in it. If he mm. was a small part, it'd be one thing, but I hated dr strange (laughs) and i thought he was the worst stupidest most pointless character i could have not cared less about dr strange and so when i saw the trailer for it i immediately was like i don't think i'm gonna end up watching that movie just because of him oh he was in the social network oh i've seen that Mm -hmm. i've seen his movies let's see i'm gonna look it up at least one he's in the other bowling girl but i never saw that oh i did see that one in the imaginarium of dr parnassus which i also never saw i saw that one it was not good it like heath ledger like died halfway through it Mm -hmm. and they had to make a bunch of changes and it just you can just tell it was just not good Oh shit, I wanted to see the eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh yeah. Oh, he plays Jim Baker. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I really liked um his performance when he was this like the emotion that he was exuding. You're totally right. It's so 
like there's so yep. much pain and it's such a release and yeah so i have seen a couple of his movies oh, nice. yeah okay yeah yeah i just he either played just a small part and i it wasn't just memorable or whatever nothing it was nothing against him it's just it just was the way it was you know uh but so i have seen movies of his okay good that makes yeah. me feel better i was like i was like kind of sure that i had I like he hasn't been in all that many. he hasn't no so, um yeah it was like it's not like daniel day lewis where i was like a hundred percent sure i'd i mean it's maybe possible i've seen a movie of his other than the ballad of jack and rose but um i really don't think i have i did see part of phantom thread but then i i wasn't interested in it so i didn't finish it Mm. did you ever see that no it's kind of like on my list but i have not thus far it's like a paul anderson movie Mm -hmm. paul thomas anderson paul thomas are there two different ones are there yes paul thomas anderson there's paul w anderson Paul Thomas Anderson? Are there two of them? I don't know. <laughs> I think Paul the director is Paul, Paul Anderson, Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson directed Resident Evil. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The first one. Anyway, I don't know what the second one. I did not know that. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's the person, movie. like, the, the laser that cuts them into, like, the little squares. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's I've it. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, there's this one guy who, like, managed to, like, avoid it, and he was, like, doing, like, Catherine Zeta Jones and like uh oh yeah entrapment. entrapment it was but it wasn't sexy uh, <laughs> and uh, and then there was like the grid of like lasers and then you were like well uh, yeah. you can't really avoid that so yeah. so yeah and then after they realize that they're after they learn there's no deferment um they go back and he shows or this is before they learn they be when they are like so ruth gives them the address of the madame because she's like i want to make it right so i want you guys to go try to get a deferment because you're in love and then um so tommy is like showing kathy his art and it's really good like you said he's like a true artist and and then there was a scene at the cottages where she was looking really fast through a porno mag oh i wanted to talk about that yeah and and he comes in and he's like that's not how you're supposed to look at those and she's like how do you know what works for girls and um (laughs) and he i think he like or or he definitely knew at the time because he says he knew at the time but he didn't say it to her face he's like kathy why are you really looking at this because he knew she was looking for her possible like the person she was cloned after but she didn't tell him that and then he apparently told Ruth because Ruth like confronted her later and she you know she sort of condescended to her like oh you must be sad that you never get to have sex and I know you wish that you could be with Tommy and and anyway such so, a shitty thing to say to someone yeah <laughs> like mm. so Kathy is like poor you Kathy says later when she's talking to Tommy she's like yeah I used to just have these intense urges to have sex and I thought the only explanation for him was that whoever I was cloned after must have been a sex worker or something, you mm-hmm. know? And he was like, those are all natural urges. You know that now, right? Right. You know? And she didn't ever really answer him. And so I feel like... I feel like she didn't know. I feel like, yeah, well, she, yeah, like she might have just like put that part of her in a, just a deep, dark corner and like never explored it anymore and just lived a life of solitude. And she fulfilled herself by being a carer. And I thought it was really sweet when she was reading to him and then stopped and got in bed with him and they just like embraced and you know i i mean the implication to me is that they had sex but i don't I thought, know it's kind of I like the hollywood maybe, fade to black almost i think yeah, yeah i thought i think yeah i think it, it's possible um it did seem like it was a little bit like 
it was going towards a sexual mm-hmm. place yeah um i really liked though when she was reading to him and he goes don't stop reading i was like oh. yeah yeah um it, it, ugh, the whole story is just so fucking sad yeah it like really makes you like like damn our last two movies have been like devastating <laughs> i'm like cool this is fine <laughs> yeah fine, i'm fine yeah like everything's going to crap in the world but it's great um yeah i i i thought that that was interesting that the looking through the porn magazine because i don't know if you put it i mean i'm you've seen this before so obviously like you know what she's looking for but i completely forgot why she was doing that i'm certain i don't remember specifically but i'm certain that the first time i saw it i thought she was just trying to learn about sex okay i don't think i knew that she was looking for her possible i had no idea that's what she was doing i did remember it this time but Mm. i don't it was never i i don't think it's super clear so if you're seeing it for the first time or for the first time in a long time it's very likely that you'd be like oh she just wants to see what like what all the fuss is about right right yeah Yeah, because i remember uh uh, Tommy says something like, I know where you were looking. And I was like, why was she looking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Please, I like, tell, please tell me. Where's really Sally Hawkins? Know. We yeah. need her here to tell Miss us what's Lucy. going on. Miss Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think it's interesting that that's where her mind went, you know. Mm-hmm. But then that makes sense, you know, because I'm sure, I'm sure in school or in Hellsham, Hillsham, they're not. Like I, to me, it seems like why would they be taught about sex? They were taught about sex because oh, there's, there's a quick scene where Miss Emily has like a skeleton on the table and she's oh, like, yeah, that's right. and it says like intercourse on the board and she's like, and you raise your hips and then it just cuts to like it's like a montage almost, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. So they were yeah, given right. like, she's like the female raises the hips and I was like, they were given like a top, okay. like a quality education. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so but and also they obviously are left to their own devices at the cottages and they're sterile so there's probably lots of sex going on i mean and what else are you gonna do well yeah i mean <laughs> like you might on. as well but <laughs> and uh also as adults they're kind of left to their own devices as well when they're not um uh donating right uh but um yeah so i i i think it's interesting also that at the end of the movie, Kathy sort of has this clarity where t- you learn that Tommy died um, and during one of his donations, and um, and then she was slated to have like to start her donations like a month from the end of the movie, and she was like, you know, we all complete, and so it was kind of like, even though they die young everybody does run out of time and everybody wishes that they had more time and more time with the people they love and everybody has regret about how they spent that time and things they didn't say and things they did say and and you know so at the end of the movie it ends up being a very human experience yeah. but you know that the world that they're in is not is not treating them that way no and and i think that that's really beautiful and really sad it is it's it's very much a bittersweet Mm -hmm. story i Mm -hmm. think and it has i think it has a lot of heart to it and a lot of um emotion to it 
and it'll definitely i mean it definitely leaves you kind of just feeling like just melancholy you know mm-hmm. but it is a very it's a very beautiful story i thought that the the music and just the aesthetics of the whole film like i was surprised at how good of an adaptation this was mm-hmm. to the book and again i don't really remember much of the book but i i don't have any complaints about it no you know? they did a really good job like yeah choosing what to put in what to leave out and, yeah. yeah it was i think it was it was very well done um i really liked it would you recommend it i would definitely and you i guess i would same. of course yes yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 a beautiful film Actually, I told my mom about it and Dana, my friend Dana, so I was, because I have Amazon Prime, and so I'm like, you can just access my Amazon Prime and watch the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like I gave, well, because she has like, she shared like Disney Plus with me, so I'm like, hey, I have this movie, I rented it, you have 48 hours if you want to watch it, check it out, you know, you can just use my Amazon. So, um, you know, I trust her. And, sure, and, yeah. And also, it's. Even if she does buy anything, I will get notified of it immediately. Yeah, you'd be like, Dana, I can't believe you bought every yeah. season of Game of Thrones. I know. I'd be like, I don't even watch Game of Thrones. Dana, what's up? <laughs> I do want to. I forgot. There's a story that I wanted to tell, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. Oh wait, did they watch it yet or no? Um, I don't think she's okay. even going to listen to the episode. Oh no, no she's the movie. Did they watch the movie? my parents are people that you recommended it to oh um no i don't think so Uh, she has seen it before okay so she had seen it before but um my parents haven't i thought you owned i own it and i thought for some reason i thought you owned it but i told mike because with our new like recording schedule we weren't able i wasn't i forgot to like bring it and ask if he wanted to watch it so i texted him and i was like i can't decide i think you might like it but i'm not sure and he said he would watch it so i'm gonna lend it to him so i'll let you know what he says okay but i'm curious yeah i wanted to end the i there was a story that i was gonna tell at the beginning of the episode and i i didn't because we had the fun questions but i feel like since it's such a melancholy movie i wanted to end on a note of levity actually i have one too so go on it's mine's a short one but go on <laughs> oh okay do you want you want me to go first or yeah yeah okay um so i on monday night on monday my friend Lindsay asked if i wanted to to take a walk and i was like sure yeah i'll take a walk and we've been watching better call saul together and so she was like after the walk would you like to watch an episode of uh better call saul or her no wait she wanted to show me the the apple tv show severance that's what it was she's like do you want to watch the pilot of the show severance and i said well, I can't really hang out because I have to watch the movie for the podcast. So after our walk, I'll have to watch the movie for the podcast. But you're welcome to watch it with me if you want. And so she said she would. And she'd, because Lindsay and I lived together, so I forced her to watch it, I think, <laughs> because she had seen it before, but it had been years. Right. And um, so anyway, so we took a walk and we were going to walk to Taco Bell because Taco Bell is like within walking distance of where we were, like where she Excellent sort of choice. like near where she lives. And I was really excited because the Mexican pizza is back. And so oh. I was like, my plan actually, so my plan on Monday was like, I got up in the morning and I was like, okay, work. I'm going to take a walk with Lindsay. Then on the way home, I'm going to get a Mexican pizza and then I'm going to watch Never Let Me Go and it's going to be the best. And so when Lindsay asked me to hang out, and i said oh you can watch the movie with me if you want 
she unbidden texted me back and said oh and if you want dinner maybe we can just walk to taco bell and i was like the universe the world thank you god you're sending Aligning. me a message that i am destined to have taco bell tonight oh yeah and so we walked to taco bell and taco bell was closed for no! remodel did you get so your then, taco bell no and oh, so then no. and then we so then we walked back to her uh domicile and i was like well, there's, bungalow there's a taco bell like further down way down the main road but it's a long ways and it's a long drive and she's like well let's just get something around here and i was like okay well how about kfc there's kfc there's everything in this little area mm-hmm. yeah there is so we, we we got in my car and we went to kfc and we were talking and we were like yeah the chicken sandwich sounds good and she'd never had a chicken sandwich from kfc and i was like they're really delicious that sounds really so good we get to the kfc we get to the drive through and um i we get up there and there's a note on the drive through thing and i was like if this place is closed i'm gonna be so mad and so it was like 7 15 and it said kfc is closing at eight tonight because we're short staffed and i was like perfect we're here in time golden and i said hi i'd like two chicken sandwiches and two fries and the woman goes we only have one and i was like i thought it was a joke i was like what and she's like we only have one and i was like only one oh only one chicken sandwich and she's like yeah we only have one and i was like in my head i was like you couldn't bother to like explain yourself a little bit further like (laughs) hey since we're short-staffed you only have one chicken sandwich tonight and i was thinking like how does kfc only have one chicken sandwich anyway because in my head i'm like aren't they just like frozen and then you just throw them in the deep fryer that's like kentucky fried chicken is like yeah. chicken's literally have in the one name chicken sandwich at kentucky fried chicken and and i said to Lindsay, like do you want to go someplace else and burger king is right next door uh and so Lindsay's like burger king has a really good chicken sandwich so let's go to burger king so i was like we're gonna go somewhere else so we drove to burger king and there was like three cars in the drive-thru line uh-huh. and as we pulled up the first car like bailed and i was like oh no no the car behind the first car bailed and i was like hmm, that's a weird sign maybe they've been waiting for a while and then the first car bailed and then the car that was in front of us got up there and bailed and i was oh, like what is no. going on so we pull up and there's a note and it says burger king is closing at 7 p.m tonight and i was like why can't we just eat we just want food <laughs> so then we went to popeyes and got chicken sandwiches and popeyes came through oh yeah they're delicious popeyes has good. a delicious chicken i think popeyes and kfc are like very equal they're both very delicious chicken sandwiches, but they came through in a jam. So mine's really quick, but um, my parents do this thing where they go, oh, we just watched this movie and it was really good. And I go, great. What's it called? And they go, well, we don't remember. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it drives me insane. So I go, Apparently it wasn't really what? good. I'm like, because I'm pretty good about being able to tell a movie, even if I haven't seen it, based on just what it's about, you know? And so it's, if it's a famous movie, sure. obviously it's like some, you know, whatever. And uh, And so I'll usually ask them. But this time... She knew that I was going to ask what actors were in it. She goes, so she goes, it had Brian Cox in it. And I was like, great. So it could be literally any (laughs) Brian Cox movie. Thank you. Was it Rushmore? I have no idea. Oh, you still don't know? I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh, she even tried. She even tried to do her due diligence. That was a good answer. Good answer. That's the whole thing. I just thought that was funny. She said, "Oh, it was Brian Cox in it," and I was like, "Great." I feel like in her head she was like, "Lock on to a name because Lauren's gonna ask." (laughs) She thought that'd be enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's my story. I thought that was that was funny. 
Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and watch the movies. You can follow us on Facebook and watch the movies. And please uh, follow us or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts because we put a new one out every week, every Monday. And uh, we also update the Instagram and the Facebook uh, pretty much pretty much like every day every other day and so you will know ahead of time what we're going to review and thank you to mike so much for our theme music yes you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike his name is mike myers yes thanks mike and i think that's it right bye 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 bye